You're listening to Baking a Boss, a podcast for the modern Latina cake designer. I didn't always dream of having my own business as a cake designer, but when my son was diagnosed with autism, I left my job to be a full-time mom and housewife. But being the independent Latina that I am, I needed more. So I discovered a passion for cake decorating, business, and marketing strategies. I was able to turn a hobby into a six-figure income working from home, and now it is my mission to help Latinas like you turn their hobby into a profitable business from the comfort of your home. Join me as we discuss topics common in our community and listen as I bring you a new perspective on life, business, money mindsets, and what it takes as a Latina woman to be successful in an extremely saturated industry. All of this with a sweet side of azúcar. Let's get started. I had a super busy week this past week. Honestly, sometimes I look back at everything that I've accomplished in a matter of a week, and I think to myself, how am I doing this? And um, coming from a Hispanic family, specifically, I'm from Puerto Rico. So coming from a Puerto Rican family where I've seen my mother, my grandmother, and generations before that kind of work nonstop outside of their home and inside of their home. And it was very rare that I ever saw, you know, my dad helping my mom um, do any house cleaning. I mean, he would make dinner, he would cook meals for us. Um, but other than that, my mom was pretty much the one who ran the household. Um, same with my grandmother. Um, you know, my grandfather used to travel for work. He was in the Marines, so he was gone for months at a time. And so my grandmother was the one who held down the fort and she had four kids to raise and she was working at the same time. Like, I don't know how they did it. And so I feel like there's an expectation for Latinas to be able to um, clean and cook and maintain their home and raise their children all while also, you know, working a full-time job or a part-time job or whatever the situation may be. And when I started my cake business, um, I thought, okay, great. I will be able to make something happen from the comfort of my home, which has been a huge blessing. I'm not complaining about that at all. But let me just tell you how I've never been more exhausted in my life as I have been managing a business from home, as well as keeping my household together and keeping my responsibilities or, or quote unquote responsibilities, because obviously, you know, this is 2023. And, um, you know, now we have to share that responsibility. And so in my situation, um, I'm going to explain to you how I actually outsource some things and how I'm considering outsourcing other areas of my life. And I'll tell you why um, very briefly. So this past week, I took a master class with Couture de Sucre. She is Sylvia from Puerto Rico. I've been a huge fan of Sylvia um, since before I even started my cake business, um, I just loved her work. It was just impeccable always. And as time has progressed, her work has just gotten like, I don't know, like I cannot find anything like it. 
And um, it was just such a big blessing to know that she was going to be here teaching. This is something that she is just starting off. And, you know, I guess the demand for her to teach has been so, so big that she decided to do it. And this was her first time teaching out of Puerto Rico. So she came to Orlando and she did three different groups. I was in the second group. And let me tell you how we were the best group because the group before us was anticipated to, they ended their class. It was a two-day class. And both days they were leaving at 7 p.m. and 10 p.m. at night. From 8 a.m. in the morning, that is very intense. That's a lot, right? <clears throat> and that group was smaller than ours. But we completed our days the first day we completed by 5 p.m and the second day by 2 30 p.m we were done we were done and the third group i guess they ended at 5 or 6 p.m or something like that um so yeah we hustled we worked hard we finished our cakes and it was such an amazing experience and i had so much fun i learned so much and like i have so many ideas moving forward not only for classes obviously i'm not going to do the class that she's doing because that's her thing and it's not ethical to take a class with someone and give the same class. Like you can take the concept and recreate your own version of it and do something else. Like be creative. Don't be a copycat, right? Um, but I have so many ideas for future classes and so many different things that I learned. So this was a very good experience. So well worth the money. Um, and I, I really do love learning from other people that I strive to be as successful as them. So always surrounding myself with powerful Latina entrepreneurs that have done very well for themselves. It's always like my thing. Like I want to be around those people all the time. Um, so, but not only did I have those class, those two day classes, but I also had 10 orders. <laughs> for the weekend um for saturday so not only did i have that class that i was you know doing but i also had those orders and i had two deliveries as well plus um i had some personal things that i had to do and obviously i still have my home to take care of i have my kids that i have to take care of so it was very intense so how do i manage my time working from home um, so that way everything gets done and I don't feel like I am failing. In the beginning of my cake career, I felt like I was failing in something and it became kind of like, um, I guess like part of my life that I felt like, okay, well, something is gonna just fall through the holes and I'm just going to fail at something, whether it's I'm not spending enough time with my kids or I'm not dedicating enough time to my husband or my house isn't getting clean the way that I usually do it or I'm not making dinners consistently or I'm not gonna be able to make it to my son's field trips or just something was gonna fall through the cracks and I was okay with that. And I would listen to other like podcasts and coaches and they would say, you know, you can't do it all. You are going to have to outsource at some point if you don't want to fail at everything that you're doing. And, um, you know, that was a unknown um, kind of like concept. And because, you know, when you are a woman 
and you are Latina at that, the expectation is so high from everybody because nobody else had done it before. You know, like I, I remember in the beginning, my husband would tell me, oh, well, you know, my mom raised three kids and she worked full time and she kept the house tidy and everything. And um, she didn't need help from anybody. And I've heard these things before. And obviously I had to stop him in his tracks because though I appreciate what other women before me did, that doesn't mean that um, I'm going to be like that. And I am a first generation entrepreneur. That means that nobody else in my family has ever had the thought, not even the thought of becoming their own boss. Nobody has um, established a business. Mind you, um, not even like the idea of living outside of like the government. Let me just put it in those, in those words. Okay. Like that's just the reality of it. Um, I come from a family that, you know, if you don't work, then you are being supported by the government. Okay. So, um, which, you know, everybody has their own ideologies. Everybody can do whatever they want, but I knew for sure that that wasn't the kind of life that I wanted. Still is not the kind of life that I want. Um, so anyways, I'm just very thankful that I have the platform that I do and that I've been able to do something with my life that it's productive and that I have shifted that. So keeping myself organized this week was crucial. Um, I've been very, very consistent with my organization and there's a reason to it. Like sometimes my husband and, you know, my family, they're like, you know, you're going to work yourself to death and they don't understand that it's not that I'm working myself to death it's that I have to set certain goals for me on a daily basis and I say daily and I really do mean daily um, I cannot let not one day pass without me being able to complete my task for that specific day because if I do if I don't do for that one specific day what I needed to do, and I just wait for the next day, then I have double the work. And what happens is, is that life sometimes happens, right? And there could be a situation where I may wake up not feeling very well, or my one of my kids can be sick or something. And so I have to tend to them. So not only do I have to take care of a sick child, but then I also have double the work. I have to finish the task from yesterday and now the task from today. And if my son is too sick and I can't complete the task for today, then I have to wait until the next day. And so now I only not only have Monday and Tuesday's work on me, I also have Wednesdays. And so it just keeps accumulating and it can become very overwhelming. So for me, it doesn't matter at what time I end up going to bed. I just know that whatever I have set for that day, I have to complete it. And I make myself to-do list every single night before I go to bed. I set to-do uh, to list on my phone, on my notes, and I review them. And I, met, I seriously do like realistic expectations, okay? So I'm gonna share with you how I organized my week, specifically last week because it was, I knew that it was going to be very intense. Um, I took this class, I paid for this class four months ago. So I had already prepared myself where I knew that I was not going to take any custom orders for the weekdays. Usually I do accept orders um, during the week, which 
complicate things a little bit, but because I am very well organized, I'm able to complete them. Um, but I knew for sure that this week I could realistically, I didn't want to outwork myself because I knew the class was going to be intense. And it's not only intense physically, but also like mentally. Um, you're just, while you're in it, you're bombarded with so many ideas that it really does tire you out. I don't know if you guys have ever <laughs> experienced that, but that happens to me often where I have so many ideas. I'm just tired before I even get started. Um, so that's why I have to write things down and plan ahead. Okay, well, I'm going to do this on this day and so on and so forth. So I had blocked out uh, weekday orders for this past week. Um, and so the only days that I was going to be available for orders was Friday and Saturday. So that way I could organize the rest of my week accordingly. Okay. So this is how I, I usually do this. So Mondays, and today is Monday, so happy Monday. Mondays is my baking day. So Mondays, I bake my cakes for the entire week, okay? I know that some people are kind of like, no, I cannot bake until Wednesday. No, I can't bake until the day before. Like, you're killing yourself. I say this to my students all the time. It is not realistic to bake, decorate, and deliver a cake in under 24 hours, especially the kind of custom work that we do. Um, don't do that to yourself. Make sure that all your cakes are baked on Mondays. Usually Mondays, I take it as my day off. And I say my day off, quote unquote, because I hardly ever do relax on Mondays because I find that that even though I'm not necessarily talking to clients, I'm not posting on social media as much, I'm not... Um, emailing back as quickly as I normally would, I'm still working. I really am still working. It's just that if I really wanted to, I have the ability that, okay, I don't have to work today if I want. Like if I really wanted to stay in my pajamas for the first part of the morning, I can. Just as long as I get my tasks done before the end of the day, then I could actually have you know, the luxury of not working on Monday if I wanted to. But I really try to get things done early in the morning because I find myself most productive in the morning. I can literally wake up at 3 or 4 in the morning and just get everything done by 8 or 9 a.m. And I'm set to go for the rest of the day. So sometimes I do prefer to do that, um, especially like if I want to go out with my mom like I did last week. I wanted to go out with my mom furniture shopping. Um, so that was one of the personal errands that I needed to do. So I woke up at 4 in the morning on Monday and I baked all my cakes for the week before I took my mom furniture shopping. So um, by the time it was 7.30, by the time 7.30 came, all my cakes were already baked and I took my kids to school. And then I picked up my mom and I took her furniture shopping. When I got back home in the afternoon, um, I picked up my kids from school. I dropped off my mom at home. And then I came back home. I started making dinner. While dinner was being made, I leveled all the cakes I wrapped them and I put them all in the freezer. So that is my Monday routine. Also, um, Mondays is a good day to do your shopping if you have to buy supplies. Um, I usually try to buy things in bulk so that way I'm not rushing to buy certain things. Like unless there's specific orders that require custom items, then those I order ahead. So usually when somebody places a deposit or orders a cake from me and I look at the order and it requires 
something custom that I need to order online, um, I just go ahead and I, I order it right away. So that way I don't have to be last minute looking for, for things, right? And then also on Monday, if you are the kind of person that makes buttercream, um, you know, air, freshly every week, then I would suggest that you take one day of the week to do that. And Monday is a good day to do that. Um, if your buttercream is butter based, then you can go ahead and do that on Mondays, cover it up and refrigerate it. My buttercream is not um, butter based. My buttercream is shortening based. So I use um, high ratio shortening. And if you want the recipe for that, you can visit orlandocakeacademy.com and there's a recipe book there is called Sweet and Simple. And in that recipe book, I share all my recipes, um, even my fondant recipe, my buttercream recipe, all my cake recipes. There's a, sh uh, a shortbread cookie recipe in there as well. It's a very complete recipe book and you'll be able to find the recipe there. Um, but I do use a high ratio shortening. So this allows for a longer shelf life as long as it is completely covered where no air is coming into it. Um, it can really hold for months. So I take one day of the month and I make, <laughs> this sounds crazy. I make 20 gallons of frosting. I really do make 20 gallons of frosting. So I have two 10 gallon barrels where I just store my frosting. All of it is um, almond flavor because that's just usually what I use. It has a slight almond flavor. Um, and I just, I seal it and I leave it there. And then whenever I need it, I have, I have it available. So in the last two weeks, I have already used one um, entire 10 gallon container. So I'm halfway done. So I'm anticipating that in about Oh, maybe in about two weeks, I'm going to have to make more buttercream. So it works for me to do it like that because I only have to do it once a month. And if you're like anything like me, I hate, hate making frosting. I cannot think of anything more that I hate doing. It's the whole sifting the sugar. The whole, it's just such a mess. And so I'd rather just do it once a month and just get it out of the way. Um, usually if I have a client that has some kind of like allergy to, you know, almond or they just prefer vanilla. So I do make a separate, um, five gallon container of just vanilla. So that way I have it handy in case, you know, somebody has a food allergy or anything like that. Other than that, you're going to get the almond buttercream. It's not a strong flavor. It's just a slight flavor and it's freaking delicious, right? So that is what my Mondays consist of. Tuesdays, I make all my details. So if my cakes are going to have figurines, if my cakes are going to have fondant um, details, if I have to custom make some cake toppers on my Cricut. No, this isn't a paid advertisement. This is just what I use. Um, anything like that. Um, so I just go ahead and I design everything that day. I cut everything that day. I just make sure that all my fondant details are ready on Tuesday because this makes um, the entire decorating process so much easier and so much faster if you have all these details done ahead of time. If you could do it even more, like 
let's say you're home on a Sunday or home on a Saturday afternoon and you're just kind of like chilling, you have nothing to do, you have nowhere to go, start making those fondant details, start making those cricket details. Um, trust me, like if you work with these things ahead of time, um, it's, it's like a lifesaver. It really just makes the entire process so much easier. So Tuesdays, I make all my details, and then I also confirm all my orders with my clients. I usually um, text confirmations um, because I have a different, I have a very specific pick-up pick protocol. It's the only time that I use uh, texting for um, communication with my clients. Other than that, all communication is done via email. Um, I don't respond to anything else other than pick up and drop off um, delivery arrangements through text message. Um, I also have a separate phone for my business than I do for my personal use. So because I like to keep it separate where if I'm out with my family, I'm not constantly um, being worried that my phone is ringing or that I'm getting all these text messages because people do still want to get quotes via text message. Um, and I just go ahead and I redirect them to my website for inquiries. Um, so I just keep my phone in my office and my work phone in my office and I don't have to worry about that. So the only time that I use my uh, work phone for text messaging is for confirming orders and deliveries. So that is Tuesday for me. Wednesday, I crumb coat my cakes. So I knew that this past Wednesday, um, I had to be in Kissimmee where the class was going to be by 8.30. So I woke up again at four in the morning. I crumb coated all my cakes. So that way um, they were already done for the day because I didn't know how tired I was going to be at the end of the day. I didn't know how extensive the class was going to be. And since the first group um, finished at 7 p.m. and at 10 p.m. those two days, I thought if I don't do this early in the morning, I'm just going to be too tired to do it in the night and um, it's not going to get done and it's going to put me behind my schedule. So I just not something that I wanted to do. So I woke up super early. I woke up at four in the morning and I crumb coated my cakes like in a matter of an hour and a half. All my cakes were crumb coated. And then I got ready for the day, got my kids ready, took them to school. Um, and then I went on to my class. So that's Wednesdays for me. Okay. No matter what, Wednesday is crumb coating day. Um, and so sometimes if I am, like if I crumb coat early in the morning and I am like, it's like about noon and I still have three hours before I have to get my kids from school, I just go ahead and I go into my Thursday task. So I try to stay ahead um, to give me a little bit of wiggle room if I wanted to have like a relaxing morning the next day. So I kind of play around with it depending on my speed and my workload for the week. But Wednesdays is typically crumb coating day. Thursdays, I cover my cakes in fondant. So any cakes that need fondant covering, I use the paneling method. Um, which makes it so much easier and it saves so much fondant. If you don't have the font, um, if you don't know how to do the paneling, the paneling method, I highly recommend that you take a class for this. I mean, it's the best thing that I've ever learned. And usually Thursdays is my fondant days and I 
if some of the cakes are just buttercream cakes, then I add a second layer of the decorative buttercream um, for my cakes. Then Fridays, um, I usually stack if I needed to stack any cakes and I decorate and I add final details. If I am ahead of schedule, which most of the time I am, just this past weekend, I this past week I wasn't ahead of schedule. I actually had to divide my daily tasks because I did came back from my class really tired because it was just so much information. It was very intense. Um, but if I if I'm pretty chill, I go ahead and I jump into the next day's task if I'm able to. Um, so usually, sometimes by Thursday. Um, all my cakes are done by Thursday, but if not, definitely by Friday, they're done. By Friday evening, all my cakes are done. This is easier for me because that way Saturdays um, is pickup and delivery. So my pickup schedule is everybody has to pick up by 10 a.m. There's no exceptions to this rule. Um, if you're one of my clients and you're actually listening to my podcast, um, you know that I am very strict on my pickup schedule. This does not make me a bitch. This doesn't mean that I am mean. This doesn't mean that I am not flexible because I really am. I really am flexible. However, I have a schedule that I have to keep up with. If you did not pay for delivery, you need to make sure that you are picking up at the time that I designate uh, for you to pick up. because. As soon as all my clients pick up their cakes, I have to get ready and go to make deliveries. And usually I have deliveries every single Saturday. It's very rare that I don't have a delivery. And sometimes I may only have one or two deliveries, but sometimes it's four or five deliveries. And I have to go from one end of town to the other. Um, you guys know that in Central Florida, there's nothing that's like, there's nothing that's very close by. Everything is pretty far off. Um, and with traffic and everything, you have to count all of that. So I'm very strict with my schedule. And if I tell my client I'm going to be there between 2 and 3 p.m., I am there between 2 and 3 p.m. And I don't play with my client's time. So I don't expect, I don't want my client to pay with to play with my time either. So it's kind of like a respect thing and a consideration thing. Um, but that's pretty much how I do my business and so far it has worked for me very well um and that's pretty much it that's pretty much how i organize my week so it's monday through saturday and then sundays for sure i take the day off for sure like even if that means staying home um and just being home sometimes you just want to be home um but we do try to go out if we can with the kids and whatnot um but that's pretty much how I, I organize my time. So Sundays, I don't work. I don't make any for nobody. I don't do anything on Sundays because I, you know, like I said, usually Mondays is also my day off, but I always end up working on Monday. So I do need one day out of the week where I'm not working, where I'm not answering the phone, where I'm not responding to emails or DMs. Like you need that. You need to have for your own sanity. You need to have at least one day to yourself where you're just not doing anything relative to your business okay um things will get done as long as you are organized so how do i manage um my business life with my home life i get this question so much and i 
at first it was very hard you guys it was so hard um because it's hard when you're working from home it's hard to separate business from home um and you kind of have to basically if you're if if you have a boss you know you you can't take your work home you have to, you have things that you have to finish at work you have deadlines that you have to finish by 5 p.m or 6 p.m or whatever time you get off work um you have daily tasks that you have to accomplish you have to in and if you show up like that for your full-time job that you're working for someone else you have to show up in the same way for yourself for your own business and this is where the discipline factor comes in um a lot of people tell me you know jaddy i just don't have the motivation um i just don't feel like I, i feel like i've lost it like the love for it and i'm just like listen yo no siempre me siento motivada i don't always feel motiv- motivated to do anything in my business i don't motivation is a feeling motivation is flaky it comes and goes because some days i am pumped and some days i'm like i can't wait to get my hands on this i can't wait to get this project started and i buy all the tools and i make all the sketches and i'm just like pumped to get my work done and then some days i'm like i don't want to do anything like i just want to chill i don't want to do anything but that's where the discipline factor comes in you need to be disciplined you need to set yourself a schedule and you need to really keep your schedule because if you were working under someone else you can't say you know what i just don't feel like doing this today i'll take care of it tomorrow like you're not gonna get paid <laughs> you're gonna get fired you're gonna get sent home if you don't do what you need to do at work so why wouldn't you do that for yourself show up for yourself do what you need to do in your business because nobody else is going to do it for you this is your business this is your baby this is your dream you have to be the one to work for it so how do i keep myself now um organized in the things of my home so i have older children now but they're teenagers and i don't know what's harder <laughs> toddlers kids or teenagers um it's just i guess different levels um Because I remember being a teenager and I don't remember it being like this, but, um, you know, it's different generations and whatnot. And I have boys. Like, I grew up with just me and my sister. Um, so I grew up with a household of girls. And now it's like I have a household of men and it's a total different ballgame. And, um, but, you know, I'm thankful and blessed that my kids are pretty helpful when it comes to the house and things like that. But, you know, they also have... Um, hard like not hard schedules but they also have strict schedules and they they go to private school so their curriculum is a little bit more intense and they do come home super tired like so tired and my husband he is a boss also i mean not for his own company he does work for um another company but he runs projects and he comes home exhausted Um, he's in the sheet metal field and if you are a sheet metal wife this is my dad also was or is still um, in the sheet metal field and I learned this from my mom not every woman is um, apt to be the wife of a sheet metal worker because you know when they leave for work but you don't know when they're gonna come back because their schedules shift and one week they could be local and another week they have to drive out three hours to get to their project. Sometimes 
um, they have to stay for weeks on end or uh, when my kids were younger, he used to have to stay at different locations for months at a time. So, and I was in the middle of, you know, building my business and everything. So I had to hold the fort, not only for my business, but also for home and for my kids. So it, it can be tough. So I can't always count on him to help me out in sharing the responsibility of the home. And for a while we would struggle because he would be so tired from working his job to come home and, you know, having to help me out with the cooking and the cleaning and whatever, <clears throat> excuse me. And I was too tired from trying to make my business grow and also taking care of everything else in the home. And I was burning out. I was burning out. And I told him, listen, I'm just going to do something that is very unconventional for a Hispanic woman to do. Um, and I'm just going to do it. And I'm going to outsource and get a house cleaner and he looked at me like you gotta be kidding me like nobody's coming near this room you're not and i said to him i'm sorry but this is just what it's gonna be i can't do it i cannot because my house is my house is big i cannot say that it would only take me an hour to clean my house no it'll take me a good six hours to clean my house and this is not something that I want to spend six hours doing when I could spend six hours um, producing money. Like I could be working on my business so that I can make money, making contacts with customers, um, cold calling the customers or sending them messages and, hey, um, I saw that you submitted a quote, a request for a quote. I sent it to you. Did you receive it? Is there anything that I can answer for you? Um, making contacts and connections with vendors, going to venue meetings and meeting new people, like networking, all these things. Like I cannot make money like this if I am spending six hours cleaning my house. I love to have a clean house. I love to have an organized house. And I do keep my house really organized. So when my house cleaner comes, she literally is done in a matter of like two or three hours. Because that's what she does. That is her That is her business. She is good at cleaning houses. And so I'm going to pay someone else to come and clean my house. And I'm going to support someone else's business and something else that some someone else is wanting to grow a home cleaning business company. So I'm going to support another woman in her business. While she's cleaning my home, I'm going to be dedicating that time to my business and producing money. So she charges, she comes in biweekly and she charges um, $175 um, every couple of weeks. So she comes in and she cleans my house. I'm going to make sure that I have $175 in my bank account. So I'm going to be working towards, okay, I have to make sure that I have $175 every two weeks so that I can pay her so that she can come and clean my house. Okay. Now, do I always work while she's here cleaning? No. Sometimes I just want to sit down for those two hours and just have a cup of coffee and not have to think about anything. And I know this is a very taboo subject. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to do this podcast, because it's not common for a Latina to have a house cleaner. Like usually Latinas are the house cleaners, which is a misconception but it's the reality um and i remember the when i first started um having a house cleaner um my mom was like are you serious right now like you can't clean your house and i'm like no i can but i don't want to i don't want to spend six hours cleaning my house 
every single week um when i can just go ahead and you know maintain it like we maintain the house during the week um while she's not here when she doesn't come cleaning or whatever um i maintain we maintain the house clean we have designated dates where i do the dishes then the next day my one of my kids do it so we have like certain days like what my dish days are what my firstborn's dish days are on the weekend like when she doesn't come clean the following week you're gonna clean the bathroom um and my husband will clean the other bathroom and so on and so forth like i we delegate who and we have a chore chart in our in our hallway and it really does work for us um everybody does their own laundry and everybody has a designated laundry day so do i sometimes do my husband's laundry yeah sometimes i do his laundry um this week he worked almost 70 hours so he was exhausted and was i also exhausted yeah but we're a team so i did his laundry and it doesn't hurt anything to just do two loads of laundry for him if i'm gonna be doing my own right so i went ahead and i did it but usually he does his own laundry and i do my own and my kids do their own laundry um so delegation is really really important i know that it's harder when you have smaller kids but um if you really could try to get someone out there to help you now there's even i heard about this um laundry service that you literally just separate your laundry by who it belongs to and they will wash your laundry fold it and bring it back to you for a very very small price i think it was like for 35 dollars or 40 dollars or something like that or i think they do it by the pound and i thought to myself that is such an amazing idea that is someone else that loves to do laundry knows and understands that people struggle to do their laundry because this is real okay i know and i have friends that tell me all the time i hate doing laundry i do laundry every two weeks every three weeks once a month um and then it gets overwhelming it gets like you know you end up with mountains of of laundry and then you have to tackle it and then you spend the next 10 12 hours washing clothes folding putting away and it's just you know it creates like a a bad habit and then it becomes very overwhelming and when you open your eyes you're like i spent my entire saturday doing laundry um and it just sucks you really don't want to do that so someone saw that there was a need for this and decided you know what i could do this and this could be a business and it was a fantastic idea whoever started this had really something going for themselves so now it's become a thing where you can actually outsource your laundry so if you could afford to do that and you want to do that and even if you think you can't afford it you need to work towards it like if you really want to do that you will make it happen you will find a way to make the money so that you can why because it brings you peace of mind it makes you have a sense of like i've accomplished this things are getting done in my home my home life is being taken care of um one thing that i outsource other than my house cleaner is that i outsource my meals okay um some of you that have followed me for a while but i understand that there's new listeners i'm a bariatric patient basically i had gastric bypass surgery and 
So I'm not necessarily limited to the kind of foods that I can eat, but I am limited to the amount of food that I can eat. And I unfortunately gained a lot of weight um, when I first started doing my business because I wasn't eating properly and I would spend hours. I mean, like I would eat one meal a day. And when I did eat that one meal, it was the worst foods that you can possibly imagine. Like it was nothing healthy, nothing nutritious. Um, and I gained a lot of weight doing this. And so now I have to eat like every three to four hours, I have to snack on something. But I found myself not losing weight, even with the bariatric surgery, I found myself not losing weight because I was falling into old habits of not eating properly and not eating at my designated times. And I was getting weak again. I was starting to get sick. My hair was falling off. I was suffering from migraines and my menses were all over the place. And I thought to myself, I cannot live like this. I need to figure out a way to um, make sure that I am eating. And I realized that I needed a meal prepping service. So I found um, recommended from different people, a meal prepping service, and they do uh, prepare eight ounce meals, but they also prepare four ounce meals. And I found that eating the four ounce meals, I can actually have two meals out of one container. So now they have started doing a package where they offer breakfast, lunch, and dinner for $100 a week for five days. $100 a week for five days. And it's all nutritious, low carb, low calorie. Um, some of the items are keto friendly if you're doing keto, but just the fact that it's low carb and low calorie and high protein, which is what my diet is right now. I thought, you know what, this is a very good idea. And this is a good investment because I'm not only, again, helping a small business grow their business, but I am, they are supplying me with something that I need. I need a meal prepping service that I don't have to think about where my next meal is going to come from. I don't have to calculate how many calories are in each meal that I am, you know, putting into my body. I don't have to spend time making all these meals three and four times uh, a day. Um, all I have to do is take it out of my fridge, put it in the microwave for a minute, sit down for at least 15 minutes and eat something put something in my body. And I've noticed a difference in my, um, my activity level, in my mood. Um, I haven't had any headaches for a while. I am sleeping better. Overall, my skin is starting to feel better. I was looking at my nails and my nails are growing so fast. Why? Because I am now getting the nutrition that I need. Whereas before I was falling back into old habits. So you really need to think about what would facilitate you to be able to work more efficiently. If you want to grow your business, you also have to take care of your personal life and your home life. What do you need help in? Okay. I can say that I would prefer to have um, someone help me out on my business side of things, but um, I have to be hands-on with decorating my cakes. That's, that's my thing. Um, I cannot trust anybody to do that for me. Like I could have somebody crumb coat. I could have somebody fill my cakes, bake my cakes, make the frosting. And I am going to be searching for someone to do that very soon. 
I just have to get things some organized, uh, some things organized first. But I am going to start um, looking for someone to help me with those things. Um, but in the meantime, I'm going to look at my home life and what would make my schedule easier at home so that I feel like my, the things in my home are being taken care of so that we have an easier flow to our home life um, so that way I can concentrate on my business. So usually when I do have the house cleaner come out, she comes out during the daytime where my kids and my husband are not home. So when they come home, the house is so clean and it's just... It feels nice, right? Um, another thing that I did was that I I am in the process of not necessarily becoming a minimalist, but I am decluttering. Um, you can easily become a hoarder, like easily. I realized that I have too many things. I was becoming like very addicted, very addicted to collecting um, redone items, um, and I still do love everything. But it was just getting like too much. It was too much, and so I thought, okay, it's time to stop and start um, getting rid of some items. So I've been slowly but surely getting rid of some items. And now when you walk through my house, I don't have a lot of decorations. Um, I've always hated kind of like knickknacks and things like that. So my house is very like minimalist right now. Um, everything has a purpose. Um, so I do little things like this to give me peace of mind, okay? When you are trying to concentrate on growing your business, um, you really need to keep yourself as organized as possible and what will make your life easier. So that way you're not trying to build a business, but you're in the back of your head, you're thinking about all the thousand things that you have to do in your personal life and in your home life. Okay. So these are the things that really have worked for me. And I just wanted to share that with you guys. I'm not saying that this is going to work for everybody, but if I gave you some kind of inspiration to think outside of what is expected and think outside of the box really um you don't have you can do it all i read this one time and i just i loved it so much that I, I really do apply this to my life in all aspects you can do it all right i can do all things through christ who gives me strength but you don't have to do it all don't feel like you absolutely have to boss at everything that you do because you don't um and for me it's no like um medal of accomplishment that i am killing myself building a brand building a business going places business-wise and also being the best mom i can be the best wife i can be the best house cleaner and cook that i can be like it's just it was not working for me um i was getting burned out and it was just too much stress on actually even on my marriage. Um, so now, because I'm able to outsource these things and potentially I'm going to be outsourcing more things. And as this podcast journey goes along, of, of course, I'm going to share that with you guys. Um, it just makes things a lot easier in my home. Um, delegation is important. Organization is crucial. Discipline is a must. You have to be disciplined. Um, like I said before, you can have uh, motivation comes and goes, um, but discipline has to be consistent. Even if you don't want to, you have to. <laughs> you have to. And if you feel like you can't, it's just getting too much, then take a step back and think about what will make your life easier and what will be helpful for you. And if that means getting an assistant, whether that's posting on social media, 
um, whether that's sending out contracts and getting invoices paid, whether that's contacting clients. Um, you can hire a virtual assistant for 10 hours a week if you wanted to, and they can do the back and forth with the clients and doing the administrative part of business and making the contacts for you, setting up appointments for you to meet with um, clients and with vendors and things like that. Or you can hire someone to come and bake your cakes. Um, and we'll talk about that later on of how to, as I am just going to start doing the hiring process pretty soon, how to hire someone in your business, um, what contracts you should have, what forms you should have um, so that you feel like you're secure and you're protecting your, your business. Um, so that's a whole different a whole different topic. But if you need to outsource certain things in your business, then that's what you need to do. If you feel like you just can't trust anyone at this moment, and that's something that you need to work on, um, then what can you do to make your home life easier and run smoother, okay? Don't have this mentality of scarcity of like, I can't do it, you know, I can't afford to, like, no, you can. You, you really want to, you will, and you're going to find the way and you're going to find the money to do it. If you need to throw a quick sale and say, like the mini cakes that I started selling for $5, if this week I'm going to sell mini cakes only and the money that I sell from those mini cakes, I'm going to use it to pay my house cleaner or I'm going to use it to outsource um, somebody to come and um, do my laundry or the meal prepping or whatever. You will make it happen if you really want to. Um, but really sit down, take a minute, sit down, organize your life, organize your business, do it day by day, start implementing these ideas and these um, tips to your daily life. So that way you don't become overwhelmed. If you're working nine to five and right now you're doing your business as a side hustle, come home from work and spend at least two hours on your business. You need to do that because that's how you're gonna grow. And if your goal is to be able to live off of your cake business, then you need to be consistent with how much time you're spending in your business. Because if you are being consistent spending time at someone else's business, you need to do the same thing for yourself. So this concludes this podcast for today. I hope that this was helpful for you. Um, don't forget to subscribe so that you can get my weekly podcast notifications. If you're enjoying listening to me, please submit a review. This really does help and share with your family and your friends or any colleagues in the industry because this really helps with visibility. So until next time, take care. If you're enjoying this podcast, don't forget to subscribe and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. This helps me reach more Latina listeners like you who also want to grow their cake business. Visit my website, orlandocakeacademy.com, and join my email list for updates, new program announcements, and future classes. You can also find me on Instagram at bakingaboss. Thank you so much for your support, and remember, el cielo es el límite.